0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind, Body, Pause with Charlie Kale holistic living for you and your animals you found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place this is mind body pause on empower radio now here's your host fellow animal lover charlie kale
1: Hi there and welcome to Mind Body Pause Holistic Living for you and your animal. This is show number 71, part two of Preciousville: Living in a State of Grace. When your animal is in transition with Joan Renquet. We're continuing the discussion of living in a state of grace, shifting grief, and more when you lose your animal, processing grief, and more. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate animal mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I get to help people and animals de-stress and release grief and pain and help them heal. I work with clients all over the world over Zoom or FaceTime because energy transcends space and time. Contact me at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. My guest was once again held hostage so that we can continue our discussion about animals in transition. Joan Ranquet is an animal communicator, TEDx speaker on this very topic, educator, and Hay House and Sounds True author who has worked with hundreds of thousands of animals and their parents. You've seen her all over the media, on TV, on Dateline NBC, Today Show, Good Morning America, Animal Planet, and more. And in 2009, she founded CWALU, Communication with All Life University for animal communicators and energy healers. She lives in Southern California on a ranchette with her horses, dogs, and cats and donates her time toward animal rescue missions, sanctuaries, and many, 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 many more charities. So welcome back again, 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 Joan Ranquet.
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> so glad you didn't run away and say, oh Lord, she's keeping me here again. <laughs> and once again, full disclosure: I am one of your students at Communication with All Life University. I'm in the mastery program. We call it the big program. And one of these days, I'm gonna be a teacher at your school.
2: That's right. And the world is gonna be a better place with you being an animal communicator, healer, and broadcaster.
1: Aww. We talked about living in the moment and appreciating everything about our animal. Appreciating noticing and feeling the emotions when we know our animal is, you know, we're down to those last who knows what kind of time we have left. And you call that preciousville. And mm. it's a lovely state of being to really appreciate. And, and it, as we mentioned, it's it's so good for after to helping us process grief. Now, what is the state of
2: grace? So the state of grace is what I call that period where you know that your animal or your family member or friend or relative or you know neighbor is um, like they've got one foot in on the other side, and and you see it like with people, you see them just really staring off into space and. Um, for example, I have a friend whose father has been in a very long process of leaving and he's just one of the most delightful you know one of my favorite fathers of my friends and um, he was Mr. Brass tax right like Mr um, what's what you see is what you get what's right in front of you is you know he was an IBM like exact he was Just very nuts and bolts kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And now he'll tell her that like, you know, the uh, whole mafia came in and sat down and had dinner with him last night. And it was fascinating. He thought they were terrible people at first. Like he goes into explicit detail about this fantasy world. and. And I use a human as an example because it's so kind of almost extreme that we can see it and name it and touch it and feel it. And then we can start to identify it with our animals. And with our animals, it's sort of like you'll see them stare into space one minute, not be interested in their food, not really hear. I mean, you really, you could, you know do a whole parade by them and they would still be staring into space and then two minutes later they are so present almost more present they they're the ones making precious bill so it's it's uh two very specific things precious bill and the state of grace and the state of grace is really watching somebody really with one foot in to the other world and and it's it's Like they're slowly drifting that direction, but they aren't ready to make that transition yet. And so supporting that is, um, you know, sometimes we're watching somebody go through a lot of pain. Um, Other times it's pretty blissful. I mean, it's very blissful. Um, And it's really just being... Uh, allowing them to be where they are. And sometimes in the state of grace, you'll feel other beings around. Like um, I could really feel as my one dog left that the other dog was here in the room with her. Um, You know, so they'll, they'll call in their own, you know, helpers, their own spirit guides, their own, Um, Or or they're not even calling them in. They could be like, look, dude, I'm so here with my person. And the other being is saying, I've got news for you. (laughs) You belong over here. So sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle. Like they really want to stay present with us. Um, But you'll feel other beings around and you'll feel, you know, it's pretty magical, really, as long as they're not in pain. And then it's... um, you know, and then it it makes for a really powerful, precious bill when, um, you know, when when they're in when they've got their foot in this world. Right. Does that make sense? Wow, it's
1: very powerful. So it can happen. I feel like it can happen, kind of at any point in their lives. Not just in the the transition process, uh, maybe it happens much more so toward the end. But I feel like with my animals, they there are times they've been in that state, even when they were younger, and then all of a sudden you see them snap back and they come back and they're here with you again. And I feel like I always took it that they were visiting their their animal siblings on the other side or animal humans on the other side and they were over there for a minute hanging out and and then they came back to me and they were fully healthy
2: well is that that something different that's very different okay yeah but I know exactly what you're saying and I had I had a dog um the one that died here five years ago in March Um, she had been lost and she was largely a feral dog but I knew I'd communicated with her for the rescue um before I ended up being a foster fail within an hour, um,
1: <laughs> an, hour. an hour that's one of the fastest foster fails ever congratulations
2: <laughs> oh my god and the rescue was owned by um, Linda McCoy who's in the program right now anyway oh. yeah so she so anyway I, I had communicated, uh, Linda could not reach this dog because she was so feral and she was, um, just, she missed her human that she had gotten lost from so badly that it was painful to watch and, and, and then she had to survive on the street so when uh linda had nobody you know she had a, a a kennel and a rescue and a doggy daycare and there was a point like in september that all of her staff was finally going to get vacation and there was no one to foster this dangerous to herself dog so i all of a sudden at the end of the call said well she gets along with my dog off I'll, off I'll, I'll, foster her. And that's a whole other wonderful chapter. But the, <laughs> the reason I'm sharing this is because throughout her life, throughout the 10 or 12 years that I had her, I would see her connect with that guy. I know that that guy was sitting somewhere going, God, whatever happened to the most gorgeous dog, my soulmate, what happened to her? And I would see them connect. Or I've seen my dogs, you know, when I've felt my other dog visit, I've seen my cat connect specifically with that dog. Um so yeah, they do connect up with others, but that state of grace is now they are experiencing the other side. I
1: see. Okay, so they're not just hopping in and visiting and, and communing and, and no. it's it's their deciding which dimension to
2: be yeah, in or head they're, toward. Yeah. There, you know, it could be that <clears throat> their kidneys are failing and, but they still have like a lot of love and juicy things that are keeping them here because the people are met, being in Preciousville. Um, but, you know, it's like the other side is, is, is calling them, so to speak. Um, and so, uh, you know, if it's a drawn out disease and that's where something doesn't have to be terrible. It can really be a beautiful, if you're creating precious bill, you're allowing for a really beautiful state of grace where then they just naturally finally slip on over.
1: Okay. So I had that with my six months with my little chai terrier, Brooklyn, who I was aware and was you know, doing all I could to help him as I knew that his heart was failing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did notice more and more as we got closer and closer of his, his, um, like, leaving and coming back. But with my German shepherd, Sasha, it was sudden. It was bloat, twisted stomach. Yeah, yeah. And she told me, exactly how she wanted me to handle it because I had to ground myself and listen and this was during COVID when you couldn't go in because this was just oh uh, a year ago back in 2021 and uh, you couldn't go into the vet and so when they took her in I was sitting outside it's you know one o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting in my car in the dark and I was just as grounded and quiet as I could be, and she told me exactly what she wanted me to do. And so, when the vet then called me in my car, I was able to make a decision quickly, knowing that that she that's what she wanted, and uh, for me and for her. And so, I um, I had them give her um, these painkillers so i could come in and say goodbye they were they did allow me in one room to hang out with her and say goodbye and i i fully remember that state of grace not knowing it was that that that's the perfect term for it but i fully remember her being in and out and i mean she even told me i don't want you to see me like this and i laughed and i said "Oh, sasha I'll see you any way you are because it's your beautiful heart and soul that I see. And she talked to me during that time, but I felt her go in and out. And I was so grateful to have that hour.
2: Yeah, that's the state of grace.
1: It was beautiful, even though obviously it breaks my heart to remember it and talk about it. But I value that. How oh, do I value that? It was beautiful time that we had together and the great thing about it is um now i continue to hear from her and i'm even more aware of of you know when she's coming to me and i'm more aware of what quality uh, i get when when she's the one sending me a message or talking to me or, or pointing something out very valuable
2: yeah it's it, it the quality that can be created as they slip in and out of this, when you've got somebody who's been sick for a while, is that's when you actually say, oh, it was so painful, but it was so beautiful. It's because it's it's the trifecta, right? It's precious, bucket list, and really being present for their state of grace and watching them come in and out of it. Right. It almost becomes like a rehearsal for you. Like, wow, this being is really not present with me right now. I'm going to feel what that feels like um, to not have this dog bark when the UPS guy just showed up um, or whatever it is. We missed that. Oh, boy, yes. Yeah. So you you have an opportunity to experience that void a little bit like a rehearsal. Um, And sometimes you almost have to do that in order to – Give yourself the strength to be brave when it, when that moment comes, when they can no longer be there.
1: Right. Yeah, I didn't even know how I was going to drive home, how I was going to be brave enough to drive home at two in the morning. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I did it and I felt like she was beside me in the car. Like, mommy, there's, a, you know, there's a red light. <laughs> I know you can't see it through your tears, but there's a red light. I'm like, oh, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> She definitely, she's how I got home because I don't know how I drove home. (laughs) Yeah. So that period of state of grace definitely helps you shift your grief later. Process it, shift it so you can hold space for it while experiencing the love and the joy and the, and the gratitude for that moment.
2: Yeah, and you know, I always say that the transition from life to what we call death is um really almost like a labor for them to go into that next life, whatever that is. So, well, all of that time, you know, is is like we're walking them home, so to speak. And while we're walking them home, you know, we're going to have all our feelings. And and being part of the labor, whether it's birth or death, is really beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's birthing them into something else, whether it's the rainbow bridge or whether you believe in heaven or a next life or um, a state of love, whatever that is that you believe in, you're part of their birth there. And that can't be anything but beautiful. That is. It's a very beautiful way to put it. But it doesn't take away from the feeling of loss. And I am certainly not one to spiritual bypass and say, oh, well, they're in a better place. You know, when you hear those sorts of things, you you still want to, kick people's teeth in no matter how (laughs) counseled people through many you know transitions it's like there's still stuff not that's very insensitive that people around us say so it's like you can have this knowledge you can have this understanding but that loss is still giant and, and you still have to deal with that
1: Right. And I don't think people mean to be <laughs> idiots and speak and say the wrong thing. When an animal dies or a person dies, you don't know what to say.
2: But that's the best thing you can say. Right. That's I've, the best thing you could say. I love it. This woman, um, she wrote a uh, book book about you know getting getting your shit together um about like wills and and how her husband had unexpectedly died in a bike accident and uh she didn't even know his passwords to anything so she's got these great Mm -hmm. books out and all these you know forms you can start slowly but surely kind of get your end of life stuff together um and she you know, I, she just like people would say to her, well, at least he died doing what he loved. And she's like, he didn't love dying. No, no. He didn't like love being hit by a car. No.
1: <laughs> like you said, nobody knows what to say. And I've learned now. I mean, I've probably been guilty of all that in the past. I've probably said every wrong thing, meaning well. I mean, coming from my heart, trying to,
2: you know, make them feel better, which it didn't, I'm sure. But it, but us trying to make someone feel better, it comes back to that's all about us. Oh. And if we can just be with them in the discomfort, we are doing them a better favor because we are holding space with and for them and acknowledging our own discomfort and being in the moment like that's powerful
1: can you repeat that that was that what you just said was powerful
2: when we want to make somebody feel better that's all about us yep you're right because Which we it's don't think of it that way for but me to right. see you in pain mm-hmm. and I, I can't do it. So therefore I'm going to say something idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> right. But,
1: but, you know, I want to go ahead and, and, and complete that again, because I know I, you know, I, I'll be listening to a podcast and I, I want to hit rewind. I'm like, whoa, what was that again? Okay. So I and want you so to finish that. In
2: order to be, Really, I mean, if I really want to make someone feel better, which is impossible, you can't make someone feel better, but to be present with them and acknowledge your discomfort is like, you know, wow, I don't even know what to say about the fact that you've lost a fiance. Don't you feel supported, Charlie?
1: Yes, that actually, yes.
2: And then yes. I'm with you. We're on level playing ground.
1: Yes, I know. I've started saying to people, "I have no words."
2: Yeah, it's it's so much. Um, it's so much more being present. It is. You know that wasn't a really good sentence, but you know, <laughs> it's so much more <laughs> being
1: present. It is, though it it's truly holding space for someone and being there, really being there.
2: Yeah. But the minute we start, and that's why we have that rule in class. First of all, we have that rule for a number of reasons, but we don't in the advanced class, we don't sit there and offer the um, air quotes client and air quotes advice because even advice becomes This is so uncomfortable for me. I'm going to tell you what to do because I can't deal with this. Oh, I see. So what do you do? Hold space. I mean, because often if you're you're really holding space with someone, they're going to come up with a better idea than you could have because they are the author of their story they are the person that lives with that animal they are the you know unless they ask for advice but if they don't ask for advice like you know that was
1: my next question because so many do so many do ask for advice okay uh,
2: yeah but when they do I still turn it back to what do you feel like you should do ah They're always going to know something better. I used to give advice. Oh, my God, I was just a professional. And, (laughs) you know, all I did was invest myself in something that I had no control of. And I'd be disappointed that they didn't take my advice. And I thought, oh, my God, Joan, that is the most arrogant thing on the planet. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? It's just pure ego to think somebody's going to take your advice. So, you know, I mean, I have a lot of experience and so I've put them into books, but I don't offer advice.
1: So then that way, if somebody does want your advice and really, really, you know, thinks you're all that, (laughs) like so many of us actually do, we Hmm. buy your books.
2: We buy the books and take the courses And you find your own way with it.
1: Ah, I love it. Down to our last minute. What's the one last thing you'd like to impress upon everyone about state of grace?
2: Um, I just think that sometimes when we get into that state of grace with our animals, we can really help them have a sense of, you know, that they're safe to go on that journey
1: Mmm. That that's the best gift you can give them at that point. Yeah. Thank you. Joan Renquet, founder of CWALU Communication with All Life University. Yes, you can take her courses, joanrenquet.com. You can buy her books. I I've got them both. I bought them both when they came out and they are worth Uh, Well, I'll put it this way. Her Energy Healing for Animals book sits beside the couch. It's a permanent fixture on my little couch table. She has a free four-part video series, How to Improve Your Confidence While Connecting with Animals. Four modules. You'll learn about connection, communication, communion, nature and wildlife, and energy healing for animals. You can sign up for that and find out more at joanranquette.com. Thanks for hanging out with me here on Mind Body Pause Holistic Living for you and your animals. If you need some de-stressing, you want to boost that immune system, you can email or call me about distant healing Reiki on Zoom, FaceTime or over the phone for you or your animals anywhere in the world at charliekale.com. And special thanks to Brent Carey, the founder and CEO of Empower Radio, and Tony Facchini in the studio in Detroit. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time.